You're listening to the Have Tap Shoes Will Travel podcast. It's Monday morning, y'all. It's time to party. And now, here is your host, Rick Osland. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you may be listening. You are back once again. This is the Have Tap Shoes Will Travel Podcast. And yes, it is time to talk about so many different things, including tap dancing today. How are you doing today? Just checking in with you, seeing how things are going. Man, it's been quite a week this week. A lot of things have happened. Uh, But... I feel great about this is podcast number three. I'm glad you're tuning in right now. It is party time in Minneapolis, coming to you live from the Whittier neighborhood studios. (laughs) All right. So what do we have to talk about today? We have many things. Today's episode is brought to you by the Queen of Diamonds. Every week we have a different playing card that the podcast is going to be associated with, and this week it is the Queen of Diamonds. And from the How to Tell Fortunes with Cards book, here's what they say about the Queen of Diamonds. Today's kind of a long one, too, as far as the the Queen of Diamonds, the, she gets a couple of extra pages. But, you know, buckle up. Here we go. The Queen of Diamonds is a fiercely passionate woman. She has a great div- drive and energy. Her restless mind is constantly filled with plans, schemes, devices for making money, adding to her social prestige, or controlling. Hold on one second. Ah, look at that. So you flip on the switch, and now you get to see, you get some light. See, this is great. Now I can actually see what I'm reading. Brilliant. All right. Let me go back to that. Her restless mind is constantly filled with plans, schemes, devices for making money, adding to her social prestige, or controlling the destinies of others. She is a woman who gets things done. That's right. The Queen of Diamonds can be an invaluable friend. With her agile mind, her indomitable spirit, her fierce loyalties, she is capable of directing those about her into constructive channels to spur and goad them to success. She is an expert organizer, often interested in charity, social reforms, or politics. She is aggressive and strongly partisan. She comes to the assistance of those in whom she believes with unstinting self-sacrifice. I told you, this one's gonna, this one takes a moment. The Queen of Diamonds, there's a lot to say about the Queen of Diamonds, all right? So check it out. At her best, the Queen of Diamonds is a creative force. It is 
through such individuals that progress is made. When the queen is linked to beneficent and spiritual concepts, her influence may be tremendous and her service to humanity incalculable. Incalculable. You like that one? That's a good word. And that's the thing about this podcast. I'm not going to like sit there and redo it. You don't need that. We're just going to keep moving. Just same thing as you were dancing, you know? You keep keep it moving. All right, where are we? Damn it. <laughs> this is the way to get it started on a Monday, everybody. I haven't had my coffee yet. It's actually nighttime. It's Sunday night right now for me. But I know you're listening to this on Monday morning or sometime beyond, sometime during the week. Uh, on the other hand, if she is linked to forces of evil, she can do untold damage. She is shrewd and clever, but her judgments are frequently in error. Unless her materialism is leavened with idealism, she may waste her talents on petty details and schemes. While capable of grandiose visions, she may become involved in bickering, spite, and gossip. She must avoid malice. If the richness of her personality is to reach fruition, she is in danger of being sidetracked from high objectives by her resentment of criticism, personal dislikes, or undue pride. She will have to combat her quick temper, her passionate nature, her tendency to act too quickly, and to have too many interests. She has an affinity to flame red, and like the flame, she can bring life into the being. She can bring life into quick being. Great. So there's that. Uh, But she can also destroy. Unless she takes care, she may burn herself out so that the declining years of her life will be empty. However, this need not be so. If she establishes enduring relationships and worthy objectives, she can accumulate interests, which will give her lifelong pleasure. The Queen of Diamonds holds her own destiny in her hands. She can make her life rich, fruitful, and filled with pleasure, but she tends to lack patience and insight into the motives of others. Unless she is careful, she will make many enemies because in her desire to achieve specific ends, she may walk, what's that, roughshod over the feelings of those whose friendships might be invaluable to her. The Queen of Diamonds is to the, what is it, in, in a missile? Damn it, there's another word that I need to look up. To the queen of spades, where both queens appear in the spread, there's likely to be a clash of wills. Because the queen of spades is more subtle and intuitive, she is likely to come out the victor. When such a quarrel appears in the offing, the queen of diamonds would do well to guard her temper and humble her pride in order to achieve her ends. There is an affinity between the queen of diamonds and the king of clubs, She can bring out his best points, help him bring his dreams to fruition, give him practical guidance and assistance, which will counterbalance his tendency towards impracticality. While the Queen of Diamonds appears in the middle of the spread, or when when the Queen of Diamonds appears in the middle of the spread of a female quarant, 
it is likely to indicate her own personality. The cards which adjoin the queen emphasize or emphasize the characteristics of the queen. If the spread contains preponderance of clubs, the indication is that the quarant tends to use her skills well and for the benefit of others. Where there is preponderance of diamonds, there is a danger of too great preoccupation with money or other personal ambitions, which may in the end impoverish her life. A preponderance of hearts indicates an underlying gaiety and goodwill. Spades may indicate wasteful quarrels and a failure to achieve a maximum happiness because of involvement in matters of relatively small importance. Oh, and what does this have to do with tap dancing? Well, you shall find out as we progress. But I have to read the next page because there are two more paragraphs. So bear with me. I have to get through this. It's the Queen of Diamonds Day today, everybody. The male quarant who finds the Queen of Diamonds in his spread will be in contact with a woman of strong personality. She may be an invaluable ally, but she must be treated with consideration She will be easily hurt, far more sensitive than she appears, and if she is offended, she can turn into a ruthless enemy whose skills may be employed to destroy him. However, once a true alliance is established, she will be passionately devoted to him. She can be controlled by tact and kindness, and will make an interesting, challenging, and often an exciting companion. The man who chooses the Queen of Diamonds for a wife cannot expect a calm or peaceful life, but he will rarely be bored. When the Queen of Diamonds appears in the outer wings of the spread, she is likely to be a woman whom the quarant will meet and who, will, who may play a significant role in his life. In such a case, the quarant should be advised not to offend this woman. She can be of great assistance in helping him achieve coveted goals and ambitions, But if her anger is aroused, she may ply her skills to the quarant's disadvantage. When the queen of diamonds is in a wing and flanked by either the nine or ten of spades, the quarant is warned of entanglement with a woman who will bring him sorrow or disgrace. When the queen of diamonds is flanked by the nine of diamonds or the nine of hearts, the indication is that the cultivation of a woman to whom the quarant is not quickly attracted may bring about the success of cherished plans or unexpected happiness. All right, so there you go. There's the Queen of Diamonds. Something to think about. All right, so I've got some some exciting news today to, to let you know about. This podcast has been making its way all around the interwebs, as they say, and now we are not only available on anchor.fm slash have tap shoes will travel but we are also available on spotify stitcher google podcasts breaker podcast or what is that one pocket casts radio public and now we are on overcast as well as apple podcasts and as of today we are on podcast addict as well If you have a a platform that you would like to listen to your podcast through that you already 
you know, find that you download a lot of things through it and you would like to see this podcast offered on another one that hasn't been named yet, let me know. Let me know what that is and I'd be happy to get it figured out. It's um, It's been pretty easy to just send an email to the people over at Anchor and they've been very responsive. I've had a couple times where I've sent them something and boom, within a few hours it's up there. So let me know if you have a a place where you prefer to listen to your podcast and download them from, and I will make sure that it gets on there, or at least send them an email to figure out if they can get it on there or not. That's something worth knowing. All right, so what happened this week? Oh, uh, Monday. Last Monday, I started the adult beginning tap class over at Xenon, Hennepin Center. So every Monday, I'm going to be teaching down there from 6 to 7 p.m. It's a 20-week session. And tomorrow, we'll be starting week two. What is tomorrow, the 13th? 13th or the 14th? I don't remember. Uh, I think it's the 14th. You know what I'm talking about. Monday. Every Monday. it's It goes into May. So... Um, Grab some tap shoes. Bring them down. I've I also learned that below the downtown library, you can park for $5, which is one of the better deals around, unless you can get some meter parking on the street. The class is only one hour, so that's not too much meter to have to plug. But if it's an event night or something, I think it would be worth checking into parking below the library and apparently anytime after 3 p.m., you get in there for $5. It's also accessible by the bus and the light rail and Uber and Lyft and who knows. Take one of those mopeds once you can. The scooters, get on one of those. Make the scooter happen. I have to try one of those. I'm going to be one of those obnoxious guys one of these days. Anyways, what else do we have going on? We had some rehearsals this week. Buckets and Tap Shoes is rehearsing for some upcoming performances that we have. Uh, The first one is going to be at the Mabel Tainter Theater in Menominee, Wisconsin. Excited for that one. That's going to be on Saturday, the 26th of January. The show starts at 7.30. And we've also been talking with them about doing a workshop at the theater as well. So we were talking about doing it from noon to 1.30, a tap workshop at the Mabel Tainter Theater, same place where the show will be that night. And we hope if you are in the Wisconsin area, the Menominee, Wisconsin area, or somewhere fairly close, if it's within driving distance, we'd love to see you come hang out. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. This is our third time back to that theater and it's a really beautiful, old, historic theater. Um, I think the woman was named Mabel Tainter. It was the either... I'm not sure. There was Somebody had a lot of money, and they made this theater, and it's really nice. I have to brush up on my history. It's been a little while since I've been back there. Uh, so we're excited about that on the 26th. We've been doing some rehearsals with DJ Slender. That's been good. So we've got some 
new music that we're working on and some new concepts for the show. And we're excited to show some of the people in Wisconsin what we've been working on. And we're going to be bringing that around after that as well. So we will give you more information as those things come up. Uh, If you want to know more about our upcoming performances, I'm going to be posting some of that information on the Buckets and Tap Shoes site on Facebook and on the Instagram. I think I'll post something on there as well. So... There we go. Mabel Tainter Theater coming up if you're in the Wisconsin area. Scani. Relaxation was a thing that I was reading about as well. And thinking about actually. Not reading about it right now, but thinking about it. And we've been taking a Tai Chi class. The YMCA. And it's been going really well. Getting you moving around and... You know, you move your body around in a different way than you would in a tap class. So sometimes it's good to move in other ways. And I think it helps with the tap dancing as well. You get your body moving around, your spine feels good, you loosen everything up. And then you put on the tap shoes and then you feel that much better when you do it. Also, it's good to get in some cardio. Man, just running on the elliptical for a while every day just to get that endurance up. So then you can get through a longer show when you want to go out on stage and be out there for a while. When you grow up, I found a lot of the dances that we did, When you, if, if you grew up doing competition-style dance, you realize that a lot of those dances have a time limit. And so you're, you're on stage for maybe three minutes at a time, and then you're done. You, you walk off, and maybe if a... You go get changed for your next routine or whatever, but um, oftentimes it seems like you, you have these big spurts of three minutes. And then after that, you get to go catch your breath. And you might be a bit out of breath, but it's it's a different story when you're trying to go for something closer to 45 minutes. You know, you're, you're out, you have to be out there a lot longer. So if you think of the first three minutes of 45 minutes... That's <laughs> by the time a competition dance is over, you've still got another 42 minutes left. <laughs> what are you going to do with the rest of it? So there's that figuring out ways to pace yourself, making sure that you get cardio workouts throughout the week so that you can not be as winded when you try to do something for a longer period of time on stage. These are all things that um throughout the week I have to do these different things or I, I've been doing different things to help with that, and I think that that's been helpful. Uh, something that we wanted to ask people about is, um, as far as tap steps go, I wanted to ask people, what's a step that you worked really hard on to get? Think about that. Uh, I'm interested in hearing about what some of the steps that people find to be really difficult for them to learn and something that you work on a while before you actually execute it. Some steps you're able to do instantly. I mean, without too much effort. I mean, a shuffle after you know a couple minutes, you'll be able to figure that out if, at, at the longest. Most people will be able to figure that out. But something like a pullback or something like a wing... 
some of these steps take you a while to to work on. You have to develop it until you can actually do it the first time. What are some of those ones that you've had that experience with? What what do you find what was one that you remember working really hard on to get and then you finally got it and what happened in that moment when you did get it? When you figured it out, when you finally nailed the step, what what were you thinking about? What were you doing? What what happened in that moment that you did differently so that you actually did the step that time? This is something I'm curious about. So if you send me an email, rick at havetapshoeswilltravel.com, I would love to hear that from you as you've been figuring out your, for those of you who tap dance, (laughs) I know this podcast may not be all people that are tap dancers that are listening to this, and that's good. I want to have a lot of different people listening to it. And I also want to talk about a lot of different subjects as we move forward. And if there are things you'd like to hear discussed on here, I'd also like to hear that from you as well. If you sent an email to me at rick at com, that'd be interesting to hear as well. What else do we have? Uh, oh, the question about that too, when you were doing that step... Sometimes I find that you you start trying to attempt a step like a pullback. You're doing it across the floor. And then when you finally relax, you end up making that step happen. But it wasn't the first time. you. Tr- we talked about this a little bit last week, I think, too. It wasn't the first time you tried it. It was because you were attempting to do a bunch of them across the floor. And then somewhere around like three quarters of the way across the floor, you finally got it. Because you just tuned out and you relaxed and then you actually got the step so i'm i'm interested in hearing about those stories from you what was your experience with that what else do we have i made some notes so i can oh i wanted to give a shout out to matt and carrie and nancy and andrew and all of the crew at the dancing fair they told me um they're going to be listening to the podcast every monday in the shop, so I'm really excited to hear about that as they're fixing some of the some of the shoes and doing custom build ups and taking orders and shipping them around the world they're going to be listening to the podcast, and that makes me happy, so I wanted to just say hello to everybody. wish you all a good morning and get to work. damn it anyways, all right, what else do we have on here? Start the Spark uh, with Sparkle Theatricals. Um, Alejandra and I are going to be presenting an event over at Surly Brewing, and it's coming up on February 4th. It's a Monday night. It'll be from 6 to 8 p.m., and it's a benefit, and it involves beer, and it involves having your photo taken in a photo booth that Up Top Films is allowing us to have access to, thanks to Ryan. Um, We're going to be having a fun photo booth event. (laughs) There will be other things going on too. Apparently there are going to be some snacks. And it's mainly we're all going to be hanging out and drinking beer. Let's just get down to it, you know. Uh, We haven't announced any sort of 
uh, performance things yet, and I think I will have some more to say about these things, about some of the other, about what else will be happening at this event. Uh, I believe we have a beer tour potentially set up for it. It's going to be fun, so we hope you can come hang out with us for a little while and help us raise a little dough so that we can keep that company going. We've got some really cool upcoming stuff that we're working on. We're uh, working on getting a new space, like an office space that we can work in and help us have a space so that we can um, have a place for people to come meet and a place to work on during the day so that we can, you know, develop new ideas and do auditions and who knows what else will be happening there. Um, Creative space, a space that we can use as an office and set up and, I don't know, you know, you know what you do in an office. You, you gotta have a place where you can make calls, you know, you don't want to do all that kind of stuff at home. Sometimes it's good to have a place where you can just go, you do the work and then you come back home and that's what we're looking to do is is create a, a a spot like that so that we can get other people in there working on these projects too and i think it's going to be really cool we've got a an exciting halloween event coming up this year as well every year we do a halloween event and obviously we're we're not going to be announcing anything about that for a while but we do hope you can join us at Surly Brewing for Start the Spark. That is the name of the event. And it is on Facebook if you search Start the Spark at Surly Brewing, Monday, February 4th from 6 to 8 p.m. It's 25 bucks, And 25 bucks includes your first beer. You get a beer ticket with that. So you're getting in. We're going to hang out. You're going to get a beer. You can have more. We'll take some photos, have a few laughs. I don't know. What else do you need? What else do you need on a Monday night? You know, come hang out. We hope you can make it. We hope the whole dancing fair crew can get down there. I think that would be great too. I was uh, earlier this week. I met with Ryan over at Uptop and we discussed the ability to use some different microphones and discussing some ideas of what an ideal setup is for recording podcasts and that type of thing. He's got some awesome ideas and we are in the process of developing a plan. It's getting there. Right now I am recording this on my phone still. Hip hop hooray. Right here into my iPhone. And iPhone is not sponsoring this podcast, so I'm just giving them a free plug right there. I could have just said I'm recording this into my phone. Anyway, that's okay. Uh, We've been discussing microphones and all that fun stuff, so as we move forward, I will be able to have proper interviews, or I don't want to call them interviews. I want to call them discussions. I think that's more what I'm looking to do with people on this is find out their stories and hear here's some of the stuff that they've been working on and and what they think about tap dancing and what they think about other things in life as well that's that's the idea it's not so much an interview you know i'm not trying to be barbara walters over here all right get out of here all right so we have oh if you have tap events 
tap-related events, and you'd like me to plug them on the podcast, send me a message. Rick at have tap shoes will travel.com. That includes, uh, I would like to have people, if, you ha- if you're involved with a festival, those types of things, send me a message and I'll give you a plug. I'll let people know that that's coming up. And if you have tap-related items that you're looking to, you're looking to connect with a, a fan base, you want to get some people to come in and buy your items, let me know about that too. Who knows, maybe we can uh, send, send the message out and these people will connect with your products. Uh, what what are your top five tap movies? This is another thing that you can email me about. I've got kind of a list of things that if you wanna if you wanna ask me questions, if you want to um, ask about my experience with tap, that's that's cool. All anything goes. What are your top five tap movies? This is what I'd like to know as well. And uh, I think I'm gonna gather this over a few weeks just to hear from people. What um what are the best clips from each movie as well? So your top five movies and then the top five tap clips from each movie. And then I'll post some of these on Twitter, on our Twitter page, which is at have tap shoes. There you go. If you're looking for us on Facebook and Instagram, it's at have tap shoes will travel. But we've talked about this. Twitter always cuts it a little short. That's all right. You, you'll find it. Just start typing that out. Have, tap, shoes, will, and it'll pop up by then. That's how it works, right? They don't make you wait too long. Your, your top five tap movies. And then what else did I have on here? I had Bucket Drum in Volume 1 is available on iTunes and Spotify. If you want to check out some bucket drumming. My brother and I made this CD a while back. So if if you're interested in having a hard copy mailed to you, send me an email and I can I'll be able to connect you with that as well. There's 10 tracks. They are all percussion instruments and there are no vocals on there. And the beats per minute, the BPM for each track, the tempo is listed. So you know how fast you're jamming along. If you're doing your warm-up, your shuffles, you want to do some across the floor, you want to do a combo, this is the perfect CD, this is the perfect grouping of songs that you can download on Spotify, you can download it on iTunes, um, like I said, I'll send you one in the mail if you'd like to, Bucket Drummond Volume 1 by the Oslin Brothers, There's, uh, you can jam along with it. You can sample it. You can, you can make a breakbeat out of it if you want. If you want to do a DJ breakbeat, just grab a little chunk out of there and loop it. Make it happen. We were, um, I, just, I, I was remembering that we have, and we're going to be experimenting with plugging these in, we have Eleanor Powell's tap mics. And it's, um, now that we've got some speakers to test them out with, I'm, I'm excited to try this out. Uh, I was contacted a while back by a person who was in contact with Eleanor Powell's son, the the Eleanor Powell, the famous tap dancer. That if you don't know who Eleanor Powell is, go look it up on YouTube. Just hit pause, go check it out. She's one of the greats. But um, I I ended up 
connecting with these tap mics that were sent to me from her son in L.A. And it was very interesting opening these boxes. I, a couple boxes were shipped to me, and I opened them up, and there's a, a sort of suitcase kind of case that opens up, and it had a little like power supply unit mounted inside of the case, and then on the outside of the case it had a little jack that you'd plug the mic into, and it's all kind of set up to plug right into the case, and then you unplug it, wrap up all the cables, and stick it into the case. It's really slick the way she had it all set up. And when, you, when I opened it up, there was a hand-sketched drawing of the mic placement of how she liked her mics placed around her tap floor. And these mics were used in her Las Vegas shows. And I have to figure out the exact years, but I do have um, some of the, uh, well, I have the microphones that she was using for it. And it's pretty amazing. I can't wait to plug them in and listen to them. Um, they were kind of plugged in in a sort of series where they weren't, it, it wasn't like you took, I mean, how many were in there? I, I'll, I'll give you a better idea of this as I move forward. Maybe I'll do a video of this too so you can kind of see what all this looks like. Uh, would you be interested in that? Let me know. Send me an email if you'd be interested in seeing that even. Let me know about that. Um, but I've got these tap mics and then they so they plug into each other and instead of having multiple inputs, like say there were 10 mics, instead of having 10 different spots where you plug them into like a board, it was a situation where they had these little adapters, and it was little Y adapters, and they would split off. And this is really confusing, I know. But it was like each mic plugged into each other, and then it all kind of came back into one plug. So by plugging in the one, it plugged all the mics in at once, which I thought was pretty cool. So I'm excited to see if this stuff even still works. I mean, some of these cables, I mean, everything looks like it's in really nice condition. It doesn't It doesn't look all corroded or anything. I mean, it was out in California, so I assume that the weather was fairly good for many years. And, you know, so I don't think it's, um, I think it's been in fairly good climate. So um, it doesn't seem like really corroded or anything, but... I'm excited to plug it all in and see what it sounds like when we try to fire it all up. And what else do we have to talk about? I have a few shout-outs to give. We talked about the... Well, we already talked about the Queen of Diamonds. Oh, I found this, I found this sheet that I took down some notes when uh, two years ago when, at the Twin Cities Tap Festival... I I wrote down Lady Di, Diane Walker, the one and only, the queen of tap, said um, the authenticity is in the nuances. I really like that quote, and um, I'm glad I wrote that down. I, I have this old like manila envelope that I wrote all this stuff on, and that is that is right at the top, the authenticity is in the nuances. That's her quote. Uh, what else did we have in there? 
that's also when I took uh, a class from Dormisha. We did a, an, an improvising class, and we were working things in fives and sevens, and she was using a metronome. So that was ticking while, while we were trading taps to that. And A-Train, we were all jamming out to A-Train. And I, I wrote down this note that as we were jamming, each person took... Uh, a quarter of the head of a train. So if if it was like if you thought of it as like a a b a, there's four sections, and so each person you would have four people going, and each person would kind of play the melody of the song with their feet, and so each person got eight bars, and the the head was thirty two bars total, of course. So each person played a quarter of that. So you had a person going da 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 You know that that whole part. Like you had the first person kind of jamming out to that, and then you'd switch the next person after that. You get the idea, right? Eight bars each. So that was a fun exercise I remember doing, and I had that written out on this on this. Beautiful manila sheet of paper. And Jason Samuels was talking about practicing so that you have access to the steps. And I thought that was a really cool way to say that. Practicing so that you have access to the step. It's one thing to be in class, to do a step and understand what the step is and be able to execute it once and be like, yeah, okay, I can do that. Boom, there's a wing. But then it's another thing to be in the middle of a dance and be able to hit that wing every time. The one time where you actually need to hit it. You know what I mean? So that's what practice is for. You, you, you do it so that you have the repetition, so that you have it in your muscles. And you've worked it in there for so long that it's there at any point. When you want that step, you have access to it whenever you want. I thought that was a cool way to put that. And that was helpful. Um, I asked him what his top three types of music that he's most inspired by are. And his reply was jazz, jazz, and jazz. That was Jason Samuel Smith right there. He's inspired by jazz times three. There you go. So listen to some jazz. Makes me think I'm going to listen to some jazz this week. And then he was also talking about trying to play different instruments that you hear in the songs that you like. Like, play the trombone part. Play the different instruments within the song and do that with your feet. So that was another thing that Jason Samuel Smith was talking about. Glad I found this piece of paper. This is, this is great. So I thought I'd share that with you this week. Hope you liked it. Man, my phone just did that thing again that I always talk about when it kind of flips into the dark screen mode, but it freaks me out because I think it's going to stop recording, but it, it keeps recording. It's fine. All right, I'm going to give some shout-outs. Oh, well, first of all, I want to shout-out. I'm going give to some, give some shout-outs to the people. I've, I've been listening to podcasts for a few years, and I've been really excited to do that. And... Um, 
you know, I've been wanting to do this for a while and finally I decided to do it and this is my third time overcoming the procrastination. Um, but Anchor has really helped me with that and so I want to tell you more about Anchor as well. Um, so here you go. All right, so my intention was that I was going to re-record that ad that you just heard, that Anchor spot that I was talking about, Anchor, and I haven't done it yet, though. So right now, I'm talking about a thing that I haven't recorded yet, but I'm going to, but you've already heard it, but I haven't even heard it yet because I haven't recorded it yet, but it's going to happen it's going to have happened. You've already heard it, but I haven't made it. So let that blow your mind for a minute. What do you think of that? Okay, so there's that. First and foremost, I, I, I wanted to talk about some of the people whose podcasts I listen to and give a shout out to. Um, this American Life was one of the first ones I remember listening to. And what else was another one? The Bill Burr podcast, the Monday morning podcast. There's also the Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Coco Diaz and Lee Sayat and the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, I wanted to give some some shout-outs to those podcasts. They were some of the ones that I, I've listened to over the years and was like, oh, that would be cool to try, you know? Um I remember listening to there there was one called Awesome Etiquette or and then the Splendid Table when it had Lynn Rosetto Casper she would be talking about cooking food so maybe I should get some food stuff going on on here too man Alejandra tonight made some orange chicken in the Instapot and that was really good and it's amazing because I'm not even endorsing Instapot here. I'm just saying, like, I had a good dinner, you know? <laughs> if you have one, you know what I'm talking about. It, it, it's, it makes it pretty quick and easy. Uh, if, if you've not used one yet, it's like a glorified rice cooker that you can preset for things. And, like, it cooks, it cooks things very quickly. And it's not a microwave. So it's used, it uses pressure cooking to make the food. How lovely. As though we need more pressure in our lives. Now we're going to pressure cook our food. Well, it was good. It made a really good orange chicken, I'll tell you that much. Had a little had a little spice to it. It was had a little kick as they say. Uh I was going to give some shout-outs as well to oh, I'm next week the next podcast. Uh if you go on Facebook if you go on Instagram on the Have Tap Shoes Will Travel sites on Instagram and Facebook, and if you like the pages, I'm going to give you some shout out shout outs next week. Uh, right now, I have some people that I've been talking with this week that have been helping me out and giving me some ideas, and I'd like to thank Andy and Joey. And Alejandra and Owen and Guy and Tyrone and Ricky and BK and Dan the man with the plan and Shane 
saying what's up to LA and to Ella and to Christina and Ulrich. And um, like I said, I, I talked with Up Top Films and Ryan over there was, we were talking about mics and equipment and um, I th- we're going to have something really cool coming together soon so that I'll have some people to hear some stories from the road and I'm excited for all of that. That'll be coming up. There was a, there was a, oh, yeah, I'll get back to that. Let me give a few more shout outs first, though. We have um, to, to Xenon. I already talked about that as well. We're doing Monday Night Tap over there from 6 to 7 it's tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's actually tonight from 6 to 7. Come down to Xenon and bring your tap shoes with you. And also to EPAC, to Dancing Fair, to Matt the Shoe Guy. To Banjo Rutledge, a.k.a. the Tap Artist in Los Angeles. Sonny Los Angeles. Sarah Reich. Jason Samuels out there in California. Hello, hello. Uh, Daniel B. No relation to Cardi. But between Daniel and Tyrone, they both said that they wanted to hear this podcast be offered on what was the name of it it's on this other page oh on podcast addict and so i wrote into anchor and i was like hey can you get it on podcast addict we've got some vips that like to download their podcast there so help us out and they did they turned it around really quickly it was like within a couple hours one of them was like hey i looked and it's on there so very impressed so i'm going to give a shout out to anchor for that thanks for getting that up there, if any of you are listening to this, um, give a shout out to Duke Gad. He was sending me some stuff. He's got he's got a project he's working on as well. He's gonna be showing you how he does his diddles. You're gonna want to tune into that. Um, Sarah Latte out on the West Coast. Donnie, Priscilla, Priscilla One and Priscilla Two. Both of you. I didn't forget you two. Um, all you whack jobs that I texted about this podcast this week and you never even replied with even an emoji or like a thumbs up or like a thumbs down or like the poo emoji or if you're listening to this now and I sent you the link but you didn't reply to me at all like send me some kind of emoji just to at least know let me know that you heard this all right that'll be the signal great Maybe I should be more specific. It has to be a food-related emoji, just so then I'll know. Food-related. Send me one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let the podcast keep playing. Send me a food emoji. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in today, for listening. You don't have to be here, but you are, and I appreciate that. And I'm glad you're hanging out and listening to this gibberish um, on anchor.fm slash have tap shoes will travel. There is a spot. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, you are able to. It is never going to be a requirement. This is a, a free offering to people, but I wanted to say your donations would be greatly appreciated too. If you, if you were able to or you wanted to support the podcast in that way, it's not mandatory, but 
we would love it. There's a spot on there where you just click on it. You can either do it with a credit card or you can, I don't know, it'll, it'll walk you through it. It'll be very easy. It's very quick. And it's right at anchor.fm slash have tap shoes will travel. It's very easy. Um, I know that there are different amounts that one can give monthly. I think one of them is like 99 cents. That'd be awesome. Um, four ninety nine. I think there's a nine ninety nine. Whatever, whatever you feel good about, I'd be happy. It would be great. But it's also great that you're here in the first place. It's not, it's not something that I'm expecting that anyone needs to chip in. But if you want to, that'd be awesome, and I would love it. All right. So there you go. There's that. I was also gonna mention also about the one and only. Gregory Hines. And I had this on the top on here over by the Queen of Diamonds. And so on January 28th, 2019, at Symphony Space in New York, Gregory Hines stamps. There's going to be a dedication ceremony because there's going to be a stamp dedicated to Gregory Hines. His picture's on a stamp coming out. And the the ceremony, like I said, is... January 28th this year, just a couple weeks from now, at Symphony Space in Bro- like on 2537 Broadway. It's Broadway at at 95th Street. It's a beautiful theater right in New York. And yeah, Gregory Hines stamps. So they're going to be available at post offices. They're going to be available online. I highly recommend that you get some Gregory Hines stamps in your life at that moment. It's going to be a limited time that they will be available. It will be something that you'll want in your collection. They will be forever stamps. So they don't even go, they don't even expire. (laughs) Forever. It's like honey. Apparently honey lasts forever. Forever. Um, I get to meet Gregory Hines one time. And... I I was teaching out in Santa Monica, and this was in 2001, and I was teaching at a school out there, which was next to a school that was a sort of arts high school, and Mr. Hines's kid went to school there. I, I think that was the story. And he was coming over to this dance studio that I was teaching at because the, the art school that was nearby was having their dance program at the dance studio that I was teaching at. And I was teaching the tap classes at this studio. And so it was, there was going to be this workshop class happening where he was going to be teaching and he was going to come in and do some guest spots teaching the classes. And that was awesome. So he came in to watch my tap class. And um, at the end of the class, I remember he introduced himself we got to talk we got to shake each other's hands and um what an honor to meet Gregory Hines you know he was so down to earth though it was it felt as though we already kind of knew each other it was just like really genuine and relaxed it wasn't you know he was a cool guy just like it seems like every time I've ever heard somebody tell me a story about Gregory Hines it's always a really great story about how he was this cool guy, how genuine he was and how giving he was. And um, if you're listening to this and you don't know 
about Gregory Hines, I think you definitely need to go and, as Alejandro likes to say, educate yourself. Go learn about him. And as the stamp is coming out, this, I hope, will bring more awareness to how awesome of a guy he was and how how much he contributed to the art of tap dancing. And, yeah, this is... Um, I, I just thought it was so cool that he, he came over and he he observed this tap class that I taught, and then he, he said he liked what I was doing, which I I thought that was so cool to, to hear somebody like him say that about a class I was doing. He was like, I liked what you were doing. I liked what, that you were um, telling them to listen to the rhythm, and you know he liked the approach that I was approaching the tap classes with. And and when he was he was there, he was with um, he was with his little grandson, I think his name was Lucian, his grandson. And, um, he, he happened to be with him that day. And so I asked Gregory if he, did you, do you have your shoes with you? And he said, I've always got my shoes with me. He said, they're in the car. And I'm like, well, do you want to jam? <laughs> so I was like, I was ready. Let's do this. Let's, let's have a little jam. Like, and then he um, he said, you know, I got my grandson with me now, but we will definitely jam in the future, and he'll be coming over to teach some workshops at this at the studio. And after not long after that, I end up moving back to Minneapolis, and I end up not getting to jam with him. But you know, the thought that I took from that, and I've still taken it with me, is I've always got my shoes with me that's that's the thing that I took from it was when he told me that when I asked him do you have your shoes with you he said I always got my shoes with me it was like duh I have my shoes with me and that's that's kind of (laughs) that's what I took from it that day and he was also known to I've heard stories of him showing up with just a paper bag and the shoes are in the paper bag I always kind of liked that too and (laughs) yeah Sometimes I like to walk around with my tap shoes in a paper bag. I'm ready to go, you know? There's something that's just unassuming about it, though. Because if you show up to a place and you you have a dance bag with you or you have a duffel bag or you have, you know, some sort of official-looking kind of thing, like you planned it out, I don't carry a purse, so, you know, maybe my roller bag, my, <laughs> my computer bag, but... Um, so when you're doing that, it feels like you have something more official, like you've planned something out. But if you if you show up and you've got your shoes just kind of in a paper bag, and someone sees you carrying that, they might think, oh, it looks like Rick just came from the grocery store. He just happens to have some stuff with him. And it's it's I think it's a little bit more under the radar. So there's something to that. Maybe there's less of an expectation because if you come in with your dance bag and you're carrying it in, they think, oh, you're planning to do something. But if you have them in a paper bag, they're like, ah, you just came from the grocery store, no big deal. So there's that. But um, that's what I kind of pulled from meeting Gregory Hines in 2001. And I'm super excited to see that there's a stamp coming out with him on it. And I'm excited to pick some up as soon as they are issued. And yes, I, okay, so I think as far as now, if you have questions 
that you have for me. If there are things that you'd like to hear discussed on this podcast, if you have people that you would like to hear me have discussions with, do you have any guests that you would like to hear featured here? These are all things that you can send me an email about. Also, there were a couple other things that we talked about earlier. Um, there were send me your you know top five favorite tap dancing movies and the scenes from each one that you like. Um, yeah, just feel free to send me an email, Rick at HaveTapShoesWillTravel.com. And I'm looking forward to bringing you another one of these wondrous pieces of audio magnificence next week on Monday morning. That is the plan, is to get all of these done by Sunday night so that they can be ready to go for you Monday morning as you're starting your week, you're getting into it, alive and kicking, hustling. All right, it's Monday. You all got to get to work now, right? All right, so make it happen. Send me an email when you get a chance. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. And all right. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Have Tap Shoes Will Travel podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Anchor.fm. Connect with us today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.